0: Welcome to the 40 Under 40 podcast with your hosts, Caitlin Cromit and AJ McQuarrie. They are two entrepreneurs who speak to other entrepreneurs under the age of 40 so you can learn from their successes and failures along their journeys of building businesses. 40 Under 40 podcast hopes to educate, motivate, and inspire people to pursue their dreams of starting a business regardless of age. And now, here are your hosts. Caitlin and AJ welcome
1: back to the 40 under 40 podcast folks folks (laughs) I've been saying folks so much lately I think I I got that from you
2: you definitely got that from me I'm taking full credit for folks
1: But even in my emails it's nice to be non-gender specific.
2: Yeah, I think folks is a really good word. I like hey folks. It applies to everyone.
1: Yeah, so folks, it's been a busy time of year like oh all things started picking up. How are you guys so doing? You doing
2: I mean, yeah, it's been crazy. And I feel like things are getting back into swing with COVID things, you know, getting back to a little bit more normal. So people are traveling, mm-hmm. like some of my neighbors are traveling all the time and like life has been pretty insane for me too
1: yeah you've been you just got married you were you just went to San Diego that was kind of like a mini
2: yeah a little mini moon
1: How was that
2: It was great you know what I love San Diego honestly I don't go there enough
1: I lived there for three years I loved it
2: Yeah it's so gorgeous yeah didn't you meet didn't you meet our next guest in San Diego?
1: Yeah we actually met in San Diego at some networking event. And she's so cool. She's an entrepreneur. I have a lot of respect for her.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm super excited to talk to her. So Joni Lee has been in the wellness industry for the last 18 years. Wow. Founder of Two Hands Wellness in San Diego, where they provide services to group events, one-on-one and virtual wellness.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And she's recently went through a rebrand. I believe we'll talk about that. Can't wait.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Well, welcome, Joni. Saturday. Joni,
1: welcome. I'm
0: barely making it, you guys. I'll be turning 40 next year.
1: <gasps> oh, I didn't even know. See, we, oh we do not actually ask the age because that would be inappropriate. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but thank you for assuming that I'm under 40. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome. It's so great to have you. So you own Two Hands Wellness, right? You rebranded it, it was Two Hands Mobile Massage. Uh-huh. Now you're Two Hands Wellness. Love it. Love the rebrand. We'll talk about that in a bit, but like, tell us how you got started with it.
0: Oh man. I really, um, I kind of got started by accident to be quite honest with you. Uh, And it got started during the recession of 08. And so what was going on is I was working at a spa in La Jolla, five-star spa. The recession happened and I went from super busy to not busy at all, twiddling my thumbs and just really trying to find work and clients And it ended up being that at that point was where I was able to find my niche group of clientele. So my niche group were the people that still had their jobs, super busy, and they had to take other people's extra work that got laid off. And so Mm. these people that were still working were super stressed out and they needed some TLC. And that's kind of where two hands, and mobile massage first came about because we went to you. You didn't have to drive anywhere. You didn't have to make sure there was a, an available spot at a spa. We went to you. You're in the comfort of your own home. You get a massage, you relax and you jump to your couch. You sit in your pool, you go to bed. And so that's how it really got started. And then, um, we have that busy clientele. Basically our clientele are people that are just busy. Like we have a lot of parents where you don't have to get a sitter. One gets a massage, watches the baby. The other one gets the other massage. Perfect.
2: Yeah.
0: So it's, it's a convenient way to take care of yourself. And, and I love bringing that to San Diego because I feel like San Diego needs that.
1: Totally.
2: Yeah. Oh my goodness. I need that right now. (laughs) That sounds fantastic. So what, I guess, where did you begin? Like, did you know that you did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur to start your own company? What was that process? Like, was it ever like, Oh my God, am I doing this? Or I guess we're like, tell us about getting into the world of, of being your own boss and starting your own company.
0: Yeah, I think, um, good question. It, it's scary. I never said I wanted to move to San Diego and own my own business. I wanted to actually come to San Diego and be a bartender, which is so silly. Um, but I love the, I love the entrepreneurship. Um, I want to tell a story about how I started to provide chair massage at an office and it went from once a month to we love it. Joni, can you come every other week to every week to our is growing? Can you bring more people in? Wow. And they were really the big catalyst for the growth of my company. Then it was, hey, do you have a yoga teacher? And I'm like, sure. And it was just like, all right, let's hire a yoga teacher. And then it was like, hey, do you know anyone that can help with ergonomics? And I'm like, yes, became an ergonomic assessment specialist. And so, ah,
1: so you the, became like the wellness person. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. And That's it was so cool. To, yeah. It was, it was amazing to provide that to the businesses and, and really take it to people at home as well, especially like during the pandemic when things have changed and trying to like switch things up virtually and teaching people how to sit at their office spaces at home and, and things like that. So, yeah, so I wasn't important. ready for that, but it really fell in my lap. And before you know it, uh, 18 years later, here I am.
2: <laughs> is that how long it's been? Wow! I've
0: been for about 18 years. Um, two hands in itself. This is our 10 year anniversary, which is why I wow. wanted to be brand. Oh, congrats! Thank you. It's it's been tough. It's been very tough. We've gone through two recessions. <laughs> so I know. Yeah, it's uh it's difficult, but here I am and super stoked to be my own boss and be able to do this in the middle of the day with you guys. Um, Seriously. Yes. Schedule, that's the that best part, right? The best parts. Totally.
1: Yeah. Okay. So like, tell us, I have like a bunch of questions from just what you just said, but I'll just go with one of them. Cause I don't want to be a mic. Cock here. <laughs> but how did like, how do you get your customers and how did you start getting your customers? And then how do you get them now?
0: Uh. Originally, I was getting a lot of clientele, like customers through word of mouth. Um, I call them my ladies of La Jolla. They're really cute they're, <laughs> for some reason. Uh, my, a lot of my clientele is over the age of 80 right now. But when I saw wow, them, they were 70. That's awesome. And so it was just, you know, women and good girlfriends that like to talk and have spa parties. Um, so we did that. And then same thing for like, so that was before. And then now it's the moms that like to talk that are kind of tired of homeschooling their kids and having them go to school and, and they want to have ladies spa days because these moms are just exhausted. And so, um, a lot of word of mouth. We've been really blessed with that. Um, we've got Yelp, we've got Google, we've got great reviews. We have people that have come to visit from New York city, for example, they'll come during our winter. Cause it's freezing in New York. They'll come to right. San Diego and then they'll get massages by us. They'll come back every winter and keep getting massages by us. And my neighbor came to San Diego and you massaged their wife. And, and so it's, it's really like word of mouth. And we've been really blessed with that. Wow. That's,
1: well,
2: that, that, that makes, you know, you're doing it, doing something right if everyone wants to recommend you. So I always know that's like the best feeling when you're like you get hired from someone who knew your last client so that's really awesome so where where are you from originally where'd you okay. move to
0: from LA <laughs> no
2: way uh I'm where in LA? LA
0: but um it's Diamond Bar I don't know if you guys LA I know, like Diamond Bar. East you know Diamond Bar LA? it's like East it's like you're yeah. yeah. like, like Rancho yeah. Cucamonga um not really actually Covina There's Covina, there's West Covina. I actually went to school in Brea, Fullerton, um, worked around there. So I was on the cuspy, more of like LA and Orange County, which is probably where my accent comes from. Um, But (laughs) when I travel, I always, I always say I'm from San Diego.
2: Oh, nice, because you've been there for a while now, so
0: twenty years, yeah. So
2: you mentioned, so you mentioned you from a family of refugees. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's been it's been so crazy because right now there's so many refugees coming into the states, and I just I wish I had a home and a ton of money to offer these a space for them. As somebody from when my mom came here um, from Burma, that somebody was able to provide wow. them a space to bring my grandmother, who was single. My my grandfather passed away when her eighth child was four. And a family to wow. our entire family. And um, I found out a little bit more about the history. And I thought it was just a wonderful. Um, unfortunately, my my grandmother passed away. She was 102. And at her funeral, wow, I actually met a family that took us in, took that family. No way.
2: Family.
0: And I was just like, I love me. I'm getting like all warm and emotional about it too. Because I was like, you know, if it weren't for your family, to open your doors and sponsor my family, we would, we would have a completely different life. And I, I just couldn't say thank you enough. I mean, there's only so many beers I oh. could buy man. So, you know, and it wasn't even him. It, Seriously. Was like, it was his son. So, um, so it was, it was really wow. cool. And, and I think that like America is a melting pot where we're from everywhere. And I think it's, it's so joyous to bring people in because you never know what they're going to bring to your life and your community.
1: Absolutely.
0: I love that. Yeah.
2: That's such a cool story. And I think that's really, yeah, that it, you're just such a good example of like what that welcoming arms, what that can do, you know? Yeah.
1: So on that topic, what do you think coming from a refugee family has done for you as an entrepreneur? Like, has it made you more resilient do you think like what have you what do you think you got from that
0: I think it's totally resilient I mean I think entrepreneurship was never really talked about there aren't a whole lot of business owners in the family but there's a lot of hustlers in the family and Mm. my from from my mother's side for example I mean they were they were poor I mean we were under the bridge by the river, trying to sell ice cream. And my my grandmother was working in a factory and she would take old scraps and make clothes and sell it. So it was it was a constant selling of a something. And I just I just think we're a bunch of hustlers and we're here to just be here. I I think we're just so strong-willed and maybe smarter about it, where we don't have to work so hard um, like they did. I just, I think that's just ingrained in me. The only other business owner I know of is, is my grandmother on my father's side. And she owned like a hamburger place in Venice beach. And she's like, yeah, I know it's so crazy. So, I mean, I think the entrepreneur spirit is in the family, not really talked about. They kind of just were doing things to survive. But I think that that heart, soul, that grit is just in the family.
1: Yeah. love it. it. I love that.
2: That's very necessary to being an entrepreneur.
1: (laughs) totally. So switching gears here, uh, you have a team of people, right? You have a whole, yeah. you mentioned you have networks of other collaborators and partners and you, I'm imagining you have employees. So talk to us about your team and how you built it and any advice you have on running a great team.
0: Yeah. Um, I actually have one employee. You're staring at her.
1: Oh,
2: nice.
0: Yeah. Um, I have, about 23 providers.
1: Um, gotcha. majority
0: of our services is mobile massage. And then we have yoga teachers and we have virtual trainers that will do the yoga. Um, we have body fit. Um, I personally do ergonomics virtually. Um, And so we have that as well. We recently just had our first catering gig, which I'm really excited about. Ah. um, You know, being in this industry for so long, you get to meet and connect with so many different people that we just wanna create a great experience for anybody, especially visiting San Diego. And so I love all things wellness. And so we work with a lot of different providers to serve the community. And it's been great. It's also been a challenge because you also want to work with people that you enjoy working with. And, um, exactly. The majority of the challenges, like the pandemic was really tough. Um, I lost more than half of my providers. They are, were either trying their hand at a new profession they've moved. So it was, and then some people were just uncomfortable, So I think it was just a little bit of a challenge at that point, but I I feel really confident in the providers that we have right now and I'm super blessed.
2: That's awesome. Well, tell us about your business model. Like how does it work How for someone who's never run a business in their lives, you know, not understanding what kind of a a business model looks like, especially for a service-based company like yourself. How, how does that work? How do you how do you make money where like how do you pay your providers etc
0: yeah i think um i think out of all these years of being a business owner i think the the most important thing is to have a system and try to have that system work and an automated system would be great as well it tends to be really challenging <laughs> with providers because they are providers and um so the way we do it is and I'm definitely open to what everyone has because I haven't found a program yet, you guys. And so, I had make I have made shift a system that works for us right now, which is awesome. So, what you would do is you would pop on the website, Facebook, Instagram, Yelp, Google, anything, and it would direct you toward it would direct you to a request form. On said request form, you would book your appointment, 60, 90 minutes where you're located, um, preferred date and time. Do you have a male or female preference? Do you have any animals that we need to run away from? Uh, we talk about parking. We talk about what you're kind of looking for. So from and what that, do you
1: use to host that form? Like what form?
0: Oh, Google. Google forms, that. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Go- yeah. yeah. It's so good. My jam. Yeah. And so, um, so from that, we get this information and then- uh, Facebook has out actually been a blessing for me as well. So we have a, a private Facebook providers page, and I kind of use this as a bulletin board, new requests. This is what we're looking for. And at that point it's a first come first serve. So the providers see what's on the bulletin board, so to speak, they say, I could do it. And then we move on oh. paperwork, um, send client contracts. Once things are confirmed and paid prepayment is, is the key. Um, then, then I send out information to the providers. They know where to go. Everyone's good to go. Every everyone's. And then, and with that, we have them sign, um, health and environment forms. So to make sure everybody is entering into a, a safe and environment space, as well as receiving services from us that are, that we are also safe and healthy as well. So we're going over and beyond. And we did all this before, but now it's just like, we have to write it, have it signed by somebody and, and whatnot. So
1: It seems like safety is a big concern and that has to be kind of a priority. Right.
0: Yeah. And you know, ever since I became a therapist, um, sanitation was always key. It's like, we're not going to, I'm not going to share sheets with you too. Like I don't even share sheets with my own partner. And she thinks that's weird. She's like, we share (laughs) the same. I'm like, no, I want my own sheets. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, you know, it's sanitation. Like, hand sanitizer lived in my car before the pandemic. I mean, I've always been kind of a nut because we always want to make sure that we are in a safe, healthy, sanitized space. Same thing with hairstylists. I mean, everything, everything. Yeah.
2: No, that makes total sense. And what about the safety of like your people going into other people's homes?
1: Kind of yeah. how does that work? Is it creepy? So I
0: I have the clients complete a health and environment form. So if they have been around and they're very COVID forward questions, have you been around anyone with COVID in the last 14 days? Or do you feel ill, you know, soreness of throat, Da, da, da. Um, and my therapist won't go in there. If anyone is sick, my therapist will not work if they are sick or kind okay. of, yeah, there. Is, I don't like to chance that there's too no, that
2: makes chances. sense.
0: We're still in a pandemic.
2: So yeah, kind of, unfortunately.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, Okay. So you do a lot of, so how often do you actually, are you actually the one going out and doing the services? Is it mostly you just arranging your providers at this point? You're kind of overseeing or what is that breakdown? I guess.
1: She's the boss lady. (laughs) She's just sitting there. all like, I don't do that anymore.
0: Yeah. Um, You go there. Out of a wine glass at all times. Um, I love it. So I, I actually find joy out of still providing massage. So I do have my private clients I don't take on any more private clients, every, everyone else, like all the clients coming in are all for the providers that I have. So I, I kind of wear a lot of hats right now. So I do the massages, I do the scheduling, I oversee everything and I, I do the best I can. And then I try to have that work-life balance. So what I with don't have a glass
1: get- of wine in your hand, girl.
0: Right. <laughs> yes.
2: I've decided we need to make this a drinking podcast.
0: <laughs> I'm not opposed to it. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah but I know. We it, we'd have to record later.
2: Yeah, I know. It's like middle of the day. You could do um, like first. Hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's a lot of fun. So, did you? I'm curious. Uh, obviously, for a lot of our guests, you know, their are mixed feelings and opinions on the benefit of like going to college and higher education did you go to college what are your thoughts on that as far as running a business starting a business
0: um no one can see me right now but i had a really big smile on my face i i went <laughs> to five colleges <laughs> oh five my god different things i am the epitome of somebody that likes everything at all times i think what a counselor told me was I could, could have probably gotten like a double master's in something with the amount of education that I have.
1: Wow,
0: um, that's amazing. If I had stuck it in one group, I just, I like everything. Um,
2: You're a Renaissance woman.
0: I am. And, and I think it's cool because I was able to apply everything that I majored in into this business. And, nice. Um, however, I learned as I got older is that I'm a, I'm a different kind of learner. I wasn't ever like tested for ADD. My parents didn't know about that stuff. Um, but it is really hard for me to pick something up. You know, when you start like a new job and you, you lie and you tell them you're a quick learner. Um, I was that, I was that liar. And so what I learned was (laughs) I'm a kinesthetic learner and I learned that when I was in massage school, I picked it up so quick and so easy and it made me feel so comfortable so that when it's like I provide a massage, it's like I get a massage back too, and that's how I wow. feel as a therapist. Wow. Just it's it's so gratifying, and to be able to share my gift with other people of what I could do to help them feel better in their bodies, it's 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 such a joy. Um, so I I do think my five colleges prepared me for that, um, but I I know for a fact that mas- massage school definitely made me understand that. I'm a kinesthetic learner.
2: Interesting. That's really cool. Okay.
1: Okay. So that's really cool. Um, I'm learning so much about you. It's really nice. Will you talk to us a little bit about the two hand, the rebrand going from mobile massage to wellness, the process of rebranding. And now you say you have events. So I saw that two hands wellness and events. So like, yeah, just talk about um, you said it was 10 year anniversary. So we know why you did it, but tell us about the process and talk about branding in general.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, business is always changing. And I've learned that um, when I started, there was no social media. Um, In the very beginning, it was therapeutic massages by Joni. And then it changed to two hands massage. And then it was this creation of I don't exactly have a storefront so because I lived in OB in a shoebox and paid 500 bucks a month. So then it was, why don't I just go mobile? So two hands, a mobile massage, right? So there's the change there. Um, And then we started providing, because of that company, more services. So I couldn't have people give me money off of an invoice that said massage when they were receiving yoga and all these other things. And I'm Mm. like, let's just rock the wellness. And um, 2019... I decided to rebrand as a, as a wellness events company and provide all these things because what was starting to become popular, which I really enjoy was people getting married. And instead of going to Vegas and getting trash, you would come to San Diego, they would rent a big Airbnb and they would do poolside yoga and get massages. Oh my and- God. Very it cool. was it was awesome, and so I wanted to do more of the events that way. I wanted to do more events and provide that for all of our corporate accounts, where we provided more than just massage, and so wellness events. Um, then COVID happened, and then I kind of needed to start doing these virtual events because because right we couldn't be around each other, and so the rebranding is really to get down to how the company was able to evolve to right now, which is group events like your bridal parties, um, corporate parties or wellness events and whichever. to one-on-one, so we can do ergonomics or you can just get a massage and just you or you and your partner. And then we have these virtual events where we can also provide um, your virtual yoga, your virtual training, anything to help you help make you feel better. So those are the, those are the three areas that we really want to rebrand on and we are still in the middle of rebranding and switching things over on the website and and on instagram and things like that it looks great stay tuned
1: i'm on your website now it's really nice oh thank you
2: it's a process yeah to change everything over and so where do you see yourself now that you've obviously done this rebranding and it's, it's made you think bigger as far as like how much more you can do do what are your dreams your goals like what's your big what is it called like big, hairy, uh, I don't
0: know. So,
1: Audacious goals.
2: There you go. Um, like, what? where do you see yourself taking this company ultimately in the future?
0: Yeah, um, that's a, a great question that I've been thinking about a lot. Um, and as a business owner, you kind of think about, as a business owner, we're constantly working, right? And then you have to ask yourself, why do you work so much and why do you work so hard? And so for me, it's to spend more time with my partner and my animal and really travel. I really want to travel. I want to have this conversation on a beach somewhere in the Bahamas with a coffee uh. hand, where it could still be one o'clock in the afternoon and, and still kind of do work and things like that. And so ideally where I want to take this is two hands is doing great. We're we need more of the back end work to have it run by itself, which is why I was like automated. Totally open to that. Yeah. But what I personally want to do is is work from anywhere and provide like some business consulting and do it virtually. Mm. And I really want to do it for wellness providers because I feel like they need a little extra help. I feel that because I have five colleges (laughs) under my belt, and like a little bit of business and marketing education. I feel like I've been a little bit more successful where others may not want to write a contract or don't know how to write a contract or don't know how to communicate with HR to share the importance of ergonomics at a desk to help prevent any kind of injury. So and then and then there's the whole social media aspect, you know, that's a whole new social media was kind of a joke when we got started. And then it was social media was a college degree. And it was like, what? Oh my and God. Now, now social media Literally. is like a full on marketing and every single big company has to have a social media marketer and a department for that. And it, it's so crazy how things evolved. And it's mm-hmm. scary because I think the hiccup with a lot of especially new business owners is that they, they get so bombarded by like the minutia of all the stuff and all the things that they have to do that they just don't do it. And then I, I really feel like I can help guide them to doing it. Yeah, I love that. A little push. So I would love to do that. Um, I during the pandemic, I, I lost it and became a a meditation and breathwork teacher because that's what helped me during the pandemic when I was losing it. So it's, I want to do things virtually. I want to travel, and I really want to, you know, still see my clients with two hands. And, and I don't know, I'm kind of taking it by storm, but I have a little bit more of a direction because when I first got started, it was like, I need clients, I need clients, I need clients, I need right. clients, I need to make my rent. Um, and then now it's like, I have a pretty good direction of where I want to go and where I want to be like the Bahamas.
1: Yeah. You seem very <laughs> oh relaxed God. and Same. peaceful compared to entrepreneurs we usually talk to I
0: know. who are like
1: stressed the hell out. You seem like you're in a good place.
0: In a good place. Yeah. I think the main question is like, what is happiness? Like what makes you happy? Do you have to work 80 hours a week? Do you need, do you need all this? Like what's fulfilling you? So true. You know, I think you just really need to ask yourself what happiness is because if I can get paid to walk my dog at different parts of the country or the world, I mean, I would love it. With a cup of wine in my hand, that'd be great.
2: Oh my God. (laughs) Such, such the goal. I feel like, yeah, you have this wisdom, beyond I feel like what most entrepreneurs have yet it's like you've realized you know that we sometimes need to step back and evaluate what we're really doing all of this for and what it's bringing to our life so that's really beautiful and I'll uh, meet you in the Bahamas
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel like uh, two hands wellness is on its way to being like a national licensed thing if you're if you have your way you can do that
0: Yeah. A lot of okay work. it is <laughs> yeah. it is a lot of
1: work but it'll be worth it mm-hmm. so i was thinking i was like crap i don't know where we met and then you said my partner and you referred to her and i was like oh we met at the lgbt chamber of commerce right
0: we actually did it
1: oh <laughs> nice we met at some lgbt i've never i've never event.
0: been i've never been to one of those um i met you nice aj yeah that that's cute um I think I met you at a networking event in Bankers Hill at a hair salon.
1: Oh, how many years ago was this?
0: I don't know. But Usually when I say ages, probably like three, four plus.
1: It was a realtor who put it on, right?
0: I think so.
1: Yeah. We don't want to talk about him. That's (laughs) my good friend's ex.
0: (laughs) I was like, was that your partner?
1: Yeah. No, it was my good friend's <laughs> ex, and it's a long story. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember that's where we met. So it was kind of LGBT because there were a lot of gays yeah. and lesbians. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what my question, I guess, is what has that done for you? Like, I feel like as a gay entrepreneur myself, it's made me very resilient, kind of like linking it to the refugee comment earlier. Like, can you say anything on being an LGBT entrepreneur?
0: I think I'm proud to be an LGBTQ plus entrepreneur. And um, I think it's great. I, I actually have a, a really good friend of mine and he's starting a group called Queered Up, which uh, is about uh, queers and business and growth, which over a few glasses of wine made me realize that I wanted to start um, something called the Queer Collective, which I have oh. began to start. But I wanted to, I mean, gosh, time is, time is of the essence. And so there's, there's a lot of things where we can bring awareness. And I think for me personally, I had a really big um, year of acknowledging who I am, which I'm Chinese, American, and with events of shootings and shootings of massage therapists, it, it has brought me to like, oh my God, that's like, that's me right there. And then I was talking to one of my best friends who started Queered Up. And he's like, are do you go to any of the LGBTQ um, networking groups for business? And I was like, I don't, and he goes, well, why not? And I was like, I don't know. And it's not like I'm pushing that part of me down.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's not
0: like, Hey guys, I'm not gay. Like, I mean, I'm pretty out on social media. And if like clients want to fix me up with their sons i'm like well i'm kind of dating someone but um, (laughs) i have no qualms of you know expressing that but i feel like i need to be better at that i feel like i need to know more um lgbtq especially in san diego because that's something else that i'd like to do i I just i just want to help everyone i'm just a rainbow i you know it's all it's all everywhere
2: yeah.
1: Well, I'm interested in the queer collective, so. Yeah. Tell us more when you're when you have when it I ready. I
0: figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens. You have a few glasses of wine. This is when you're an entrepreneur. You have this idea. You buy the URL. You get the Instagram. You get the Facebook page. Yep. And then, like, and then that's it. Oh, I like, literally I, was I, looking that's... up
1: queerpreneur.com <laughs> during this
0: conversation. That's, that's literally
2: AJ that's because like me he, in owns, a he owns like 105 domain names.
0: <laughs> okay, that's more than me. Probably oh, like 100 more than me, but that's funny. And I like the way you spelled that too, because that could be like a whole PR thing. I,
1: I didn't spell that. like that. It actually suggested it.
0: Wow. Well, oh, weird. Daddy knows what's up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That cut off. It's a, all I heard was "Daddy knows what's up."
1: Oh <laughs> but, yeah, she said, like, "Go, Daddy." AJ would
2: be fine like, with that
0: too, right?
1: Of course.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. That's so funny. As an entrepreneur, we go through a lot of ups and downs, struggles. You know, redoing everything, pivots. What, if any, failures have you faced? How have you overcome them? Struggles, regrets, any of that.
0: I think my biggest struggle right now was how to pivot through the pandemic that, I mean, before with, with the 08 recession, it was attract the people that were always working. Right. But this one, you can't even touch people.
2: Right. Like how do you You service?
0: And so it was really, it was really difficult. And I went through this whole like identity crisis of, but I'm an entrepreneur. This is what I do. And the government took away my job, which kind of took me away. And then it was like, what do I do? And who am I? I went, I went through a lot of stuff last year. And, um, I think it's just learning the the way you learn how to pivot is to be really creative. And I think that's what entrepreneurs are. They're very creative on, on what to do and how to do it and how to make that money and how to hustle. Um, So, so 2020 was challenging for me, but it also gave me the opportunity and the time to be with my friends and family and my dog loved it. And it also (laughs) gave me an opportunity to spend time on uh, something else that I really didn't have time for, which was to focus on the ergo Expert. So I'm an ergonomist. And during 2020, I was able to buy the domain name and Perfect. you know, get the website going, get the Instagram, get the, get the Facebook, and then being able to educate people on how to prevent any pain for those that work in front of a computer, because you don't really think about it until you have pain. So if you can prevent any pain from happening, what you want to do it. So, um, I created seven tips of, seven tips and tricks for the work from home community. And I've been able to work with uh, locals, international people. Zoom has really given me the opportunity to touch more lives um, outside of San Diego, which is a a blessing. That's Uh, great. And also with that, becoming the meditation and breathwork teacher, I'm able to do it via Zoom as well. Wow. So really touch people.
2: And that's important stuff like that. Yeah
1: especially just, now.
2: Yeah. Right. Like you talking about this made me be like, oh, I need to like,
1: yeah. sit better. Everybody's now <laughs> sitting on their desk at home. They I know. I think proper- I just got
2: carpal tunnel. Like, I don't know. There's a lot going on. Well, there's a lot of
0: things I could tell you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I need that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cause everyone's in front of their computer. It's the way that people were able to, to have that human connection while we couldn't have that human connection.
1: So yeah. how did you get those customers? Were you placing ads and having this like downloadable PDF, like the seven tips or were you just going to your current client base? Like how did you grow that business? And there seems yeah. to be tons of opportunity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Current client base for sure. Um, all, the, all the contacts I had with the companies that we've worked with, we were able to do that. Um, I, I belong to quite a few networking groups and quite a few of them know me, or they want suggestions or uh, business owners of how to make their employees happy while they're at home. Um, so suggestions and little things that we could do, and it's really affordable for, for a little webinar. Um, so I was able to kind of navigate my way through there, and of course, word of mouth. So it, I'm actually rebranding, not even rebranding, branding the Ergo Expert right now And I was the, my marketing agency was like, what do you want people to know about ergonomics? I'm like, first of all, ergonomics is boring. Half the time people don't even know what that is. And I was like, and then, and we were on shared screen. And then you can see all the people that talk about ergonomics and everyone's over over the age of 60, 65. (laughs) And it's like your parents telling you to sit up straight and stop slouching and this and that. And I was like, I want to make ergonomics like hip. I want to make it sexy. Like when you're standing nice. tall or sitting tall, you feel more confident, productive. You can do all this and you just need to get educated on how to do it. Yes. And it's hard to be young and fun and sexy instead of like your parents telling you to sit up.
2: I love it.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of, that. that's what I'm really kind of going for.
2: That's awesome. Well, do you feel like there have been, you know, since starting your business and committing yourself to this, obviously you have to figure out ways to make money and, and keep it going. What do you feel like you've had to make any major sacrifices in your life, being your own boss and starting your own company?
0: I think of the going out less, being mindful of, of what I buy. Um, I think it's like time, the sacrifices It's time. Like I put the time into my business, then it's the time away from my partner. It's time, you know. It's I feel like it's or it's it's sacrificing my own time, my me time, my self care, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm like constantly working and I'm I don't have time to do yoga or meditate, um, you know, it's those are kind of like my sacrifices, which I feel like I'm constantly working on and still working on. Yeah to figure out that work-life balance.
2: Totally. I feel like it's an ongoing struggle
1: mm-hmm. for all of us. So do you have any specific tips and advice for young entrepreneurs getting started? That's who we're targeting with our audience. So what would you tell them?
0: I would tell them to read this book called start with why by Simon, S- Simon Sinek. Yep. Yeah. And Good one, and Why, why do you maybe want to leave your 40 hour a week job with all your benefits to start a business? Why are you so passionate about what you want to do? Why do you want to share it to the world and what's in it for you? Why, you know, what, why would you want to do it? I think that's a really good starting point. And, and also hold on to your seat. Like entrepreneurship is crazy. Mm. It's going to be highs and lows and it's going to be with with your numbers, with business, with your sales, it's going to be with the people that you work with. Um, and, and lastly, uncomfortable conversations get easier and you learn from them. So if you're not having an uncomfortable conversation with anyone, you're not growing.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: accept your uncomfortable conversation, do it. It gets easier and, and keep going.
1: I love that. Yeah. I agree. A hundred percent on comfortable conversations or like really healthy yeah
0: Yeah.
2: i know after i have them i'm always like i feel like i just grew a little bit
1: i feel important
2: (laughs) a little taller (laughs) a little taller i'm gonna sit up a little straighter (laughs) Uh, that's so great. So how do you, you know, in these ups and downs, how do you, do you have a method for like overcoming challenges or dealing with them yourself? Like when you're constantly hearing no or getting rejection as it often is in this business, in this business, in this world of starting your own business, how do you get through that?
0: I just say it's, it just wasn't meant to be like, sometimes I've also learned this, that, um, when clients are yelling at me about something like your, your provider was a minute late. I was like, I'm so sorry. You know, it, I just think that people have their own stuff and they project it on out to somebody else. So I don't take things personally. When I used to wait tables, I used to take things real personal. Um, so, so yeah, sorry. I got distracted because <laughs> I have ADD. I am. Um,
1: Join the club. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was like, what was the question again? <laughs> how do I go? How do I go? How do I go through it? How do I handle the ups and downs? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I take a deep breath. I take a deep breath and and just don't make any rash decisions and just think about it. Like if someone has an issue, you say, okay, thank you for letting me know. And I'll consult with whomever and I will get back to you. I, I appreciate you letting me know or something like that. I, I, it's situational.
1: Does having a life partner. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: It's just breathing. Just,
1: just, just controlling your breath. Does having a life partner help you through the um, ups and downs?
0: It's nice to go home to somebody, but it's nice. um, What really helps me is having a therapist
1: and yes. not
0: putting all that on my life partner. I mean, my dog will listen to me, but she won't say anything besides turn her head. But having a therapist has really helped me with, um, with life and decisions. And I think that's really helped. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's, that's great. Well, this is a question for our last question. We, we'd like to wrap up with our question. We ask all of our guests and that is, do you believe that entrepreneurs are born or bred? Like, can you become an entrepreneur and why?
0: Born or bred? Good question. I think entrepreneurs are bred and I think they're bred due to circumstances. They they get there because something happened in their life where they're maybe hate their job and they just want to do things differently and want to live their own life. I think they're independent, bred, creative human beings.
2: Love it. Simple to the point. Yeah. I, I agree with you. <laughs> Well, thank you, Joni. This has been so much fun. Um, I didn't I know.
1: We have more questions, but
2: Yeah, we we always have more questions, but I didn't know much about you before co- you coming on and I know I just feel like that you're you're such an interesting, awesome person. So we really appreciate your time coming on here.
1: Yeah, this was great. Where can people find you, Joni?
0: You can find me on Instagram at Two Hands Wellness Events. You can contact me there. You can check out my website www.twohandssd.com or www.theergoexpert.com. You can find me there. I would love to help any nice. of you guys. Thank you so much for having me.
1: i might yeah, reach out to you for,
2: for my carpal tunnel. Yeah, Let's, let's chat. She's
1: serious. <laughs>
2: I'm like fully serious. All right. Thank you, Joni. You're <laughs> welcome. Thanks, guys. Wow.
1: That was so great. I want to wow. get a massage now.
2: Yeah. I think I'm about to hire her for my carpal tunnel.
1: Oh, good idea.
2: Honestly, though.
1: You've got issues.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's like my hand. It's anyway. <laughs>
1: All right. See you in a couple weeks, folks.
2: All right. Bye, folks.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the 40 Under 40 podcast with Caitlin Cromit and AJ McQuarrie. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. And we'll catch you in the next episode.